Welcome to How to Trade It, The Road to Trading Mastery. Join Casey Stubbs, a seasoned trader, as he guides you to become a profitable trader. Find actionable insights, real-life stories, and strategies to boost your trading skills. Don't miss the journey to trading victory. Start listening now. Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away. This is the How to Trade It podcast. We talk about the real stories behind successful traders. You will learn the strategies that the best traders use in today's markets. And we get those experts to show us how to trade it. Hey there, this is Casey Stubbs with the How to Trade It podcast, and I am here today with Scott Schubert from Trading Mastermind. Scott, thanks for being on the show today. Well, thank you. I'm very glad to be here today. Excellent. Well, we are really in for a good show today because you're going to share with us a lot of things about what you've gone through as a trader. And, you know, for me, I love learning from other people. And so that's why I'm really excited about having you on the show today. So can you start out by telling us a little bit about how long you've been trading, how you got started? Okay. I got started in trading around 2004. And at that time, I was working as a real estate agent. And I had another business that I had been working on about seven years in real estate investing. I used to do this no money down real estate investing strategies and so forth. It was a lot of fun and I found out that it actually does work. So I was a member of the Seattle Real Estate Investment Club and I used to go there every month and there would have speakers and some of the members from that club started to mention to me about Forex trading Because at that time, there was a company that was doing training in that area, and they were kind of popular. And so some of the people from there started mentioning to me about Forex trading. And so I went to one of their presentations, and I was pretty fascinated. So I got interested and intrigued to learn more about Forex trading. So next thing you know, I was taking that company's courses and I paid a thousand dollars for their first beginner's level course and I didn't learn anything from it. it was just like you could go get a book from the bookstore like forex trading for dummies or something it would have a lot more than what was in that course and I took paid another thousand dollars for their advanced level course and I didn't learn anything in that course either and so that was kind of disappointing but the people in that group were very dynamic and there was a lot of really fascinating people in the group and they started their own kind of training and one of them put on a, a training called the Jedi Forex training and I used to go to all these meetings and trainings and I had friends there and they were talking about trading and there was one friend who I knew from the investment world and he was also working on rehabbing houses in North Tacoma. This was in the Seattle Tacoma area when I lived there. And so he called me one time and said, I want to show you something that I was doing with trading. 
and he was in North Tacoma. I had to meet client in North Tacoma. And so I swung by their house where he was working. And I just remember that he took this grocery bag and tore off a piece of it and started illustrating on there something about the markets and something about indicators and stuff. And saying, you know, every time this one indicator crosses, then it's good to go until the next time it crosses this way. And I took this thing home and I put it in my pocket and I went home and I started testing what he had showed me. And some things started happening with me where I was back testing different strategies. And I would go to each different time frame and try back testing things. And when I got to the one hour and then I got to the four hour, something different was happening that any kind of strategy, once you get to the four hour, it was more reliable. And what I had found was that it was producing about 90% winning trades as I was backtesting it. And so I had a number of different revelations because of this experience. And one of them was that the stuff that all the other people were doing was a lot more work and not as reliable. And another one was that if you read the market all time frames, you're more likely to have a higher degree of winning trades. So first look, start looking at that indicator and the four hour and the time frame. Was that based off of a suggestion that this friend had shared with you or was that a separate strategy altogether? No, it was based on something that he was showing me. And, you know, I used to go to that group and people were sitting around trading and they were going around showing people how to trade and stuff. And this gentleman would always come over to me and show me things. And he said, look at this. This is RSI. And this, look at this. This is stochastics. And look what, how it does this. And he was like my mentor. And one day he was showing me something about Bollinger Bands. And when it pierces one band and then crosses, it goes to the next band. And it won't cross again until it goes to the next band. Oh, that's interesting. So... All these things just kept clicking in my mind and I kept putting things together. And plus that company had their own proprietary indicator, which was a couple of moving averages that crossed. When That's very crossed, proprietary. He popped, <laughs> popped up a green and red arrow. Yeah. They had some special name for it. And so that thing pops up an arrow. But I realized one thing if the next longer time frame was in a trend and you don't take the entries in the opposite direction, then your results would be a lot better. And then if you don't specifically work exclusively on the shortest time frames, then it also gets to be a little bit better. So that's a very good filter. What you're explaining is use the bigger time frame as a filter and not take the lower time frame signals that are going opposite of what the higher time frame is saying. You kind of use that as a filter to help you filter out the bad trades. Just that realization by itself can really improve people's results if they're not taking entries in both directions on the shortest time frame. So I had a whole series of revelations. And one of the things I had done before, besides being in real estate, was that I had just recently gone to the Art Institute of Seattle and studied computer animation. I had sat in front of computers for hours every day looking at layers and layers of three-dimensional things. And so my mind was really tuned to, to pick up on shapes and to see things from a larger perspective. And somehow when I went to looking at charts, that ability 
really shine through because I could see things. I could see things in the market that other people weren't picking up on. So I just got really fascinated with trading and I set out to learn everything that there was to know, which is a stupid idea. But you you think, (laughs) oh, I need to learn everything, which is you could learn something that works. And then instead of just doing it, you think, oh, I need to learn a bunch of other stuff. And you stop doing what was working. That was kind of the beginning stages for me. So after that, and you finally got interested and then you started to actually trade, how was your beginning experiences? Did you have uh, any struggles in the beginning? How did that go out for you? In the very beginning, I was just completely afraid of the market because we all had this conditioning that the market can do anything at any time. And you never know what it's going to do. And that's kind of how people see things in the beginnings. Plus, when they're focusing on really short time frames and then news events come out, it just seems like it's total chaos. But over the years, I've learned more and more that the market doesn't do anything at any time. It only moves at certain times of day and any significant moves are happening at the same times every day. It's just almost like clockwork. And then you can also begin to see that the market moves in a kind of a repeating pattern. And it's not just only chaos. Inside of what is chaos, there is order, kind of like a natural kind of organic thing. Right. Like in life and in plants and in the forest and so forth. You might just think, what is all this stuff? I don't know what it is. But then soon you can see, oh, I recognize that. I've seen that before. And I've seen that. You know, so pretty soon more and more is familiar. So initially you were terrified of the market, but you began to see an order and a pattern in certain things, like in times that the market moved and specific other patterns. How were you able to take that fear and master it so that you could become a proficient trader. Hello, this is Casey, and I wanted to take a minute to tell you about my new book that just came out. It's called Complete Trading System. This is my 25 years of trading experience sharing everything that I have learned in how to make a profit from the markets. You're going to learn about how to find the right instruments to trade, how to find a trend, how to get started as beginners. You're going to learn about how to get the right mindset, and you're going to be able to put it all together to create a trading system of your own that will work for you. I highly recommend that you try it out. Just click the link right now. It's called Complete Trading System. It's available on Amazon. Thank you. Go ahead and check it out. I think you're going to love it. With the insights that I had, I had perhaps a lot of beginner's luck because when I made some discoveries about how the market works, I begin to have a lot of winning trades that were really big 250 pip trades and 
what I found is that no one else was getting trays of that size. And the reason was because they were on the one minute or the five minute all the time. And I was able to just get in a trade and just leave it running sometimes for days and days and could come back and look at it and say, yeah, that's still good. I'm going to leave it. And then I would leave it for another few days and it would just get bigger and bigger. And a lot of people started asking me, what are you doing? Because they've never seen anything like that in that, you know, in their experience. And since they were already having meetings and trainings and stuff, I began to participate in helping other people in Seattle area and in our Olympia and Tacoma area was having group meetings and stuff. So we were all just so fascinated and so motivated to learn about trading that we would help each other and we had training sessions and meeting sessions and everyone just showing each other what they're doing. There wasn't really any rhyme or reason or any like structure to it, but people were showing each other what they had discovered. Yeah, I think working together and getting multiple people focusing on an idea truly helps your learning. And that's why I like the name Trading Mastermind. Is that part of how you came up with the name Trading Mastermind? Yeah. In fact, it kind of reminded me of Napoleon Hill's idea of a mastermind where if you have two or more people who are contributing ideas, you get this result that is greater than what you would get if they were just added together. So two or three things added together, when you add them together in a mastermind, it becomes greater than that. And so we have always in our community focused on learning things from everyone who's willing to participate. And you can imagine over the years, the things that we have seen that have refined my ability to recognize and see things in the market. Other people show something and like, wow, I never realized that before. And then suddenly that just adds more to your refinement of how you can read the market. It just gets more and more refined as time goes by. So I want to ask you a little bit about perseverance in trading. When you hit a setback, it can be very challenging if you make a mistake, a mental mistake or a mistake where you take a bad trade or you don't follow your rules or things like that. How important is it to look at the end goal and just to keep persevering even when things are really looking difficult? Oh, that is so critical. And Unfortunately, in the trading world, most people don't really have that idea when they start, including myself. You know, you first start, if you knew how long it was going to take for you to get mastery, you'd probably just give up right then. But once you get involved in it, you get past the point of no return where you can't give up. you got to keep on and on. And the thing is, trading, like any other business or skill... It takes a lot of time and practice, and you can't just learn it in one weekend and become a millionaire. It's going to take a long time of practice and practice, and you make progress, and then the next thing you know, you wipe out your account again. You start all over, and it's so devastating emotionally. That's why so many people give up. But what I have found is that a lot of people are attracted to trading who the reason that they're attracted like for me some of the reasons that i was so fascinated was because 
you don't have to sell anything directly to another person as you do in other businesses. And you don't have to go to meetings. You don't have to make cold calls and you don't have to sell a product or service. And so a lot of us think that trading is a technical activity and we're just like engineers and we're here with our computers and we're comfortable looking at charts. But the truth is we are doing the highest level of entrepreneurial business activity when we're trading. And if we don't like selling or we don't like business, that's because of a subconscious block. And we all have all these subconscious blocks and they come up when as soon as we start trading and people don't even realize consciously what's happening is that inside they're thinking, I don't really want to do business. I just want to trade. I hate business. I hate selling. When you click buy or sell on a trading platform, you may instantaneously get your order filled. But what you're doing is you're buying and selling for the purpose of getting profit. And so we have to be okay with that. And most of us have to program that in our minds because our parents may have told us things when we were a little kid, rich people are bad or rich people are greedy. All these things have come into our minds as subconscious beliefs. And consciously, people are just sitting there thinking that they're doing an engineering job looking at a chart. But what they're really doing is high-level entrepreneurial business. I think that's a really good point that you brought out. So, I want to dive onto it a little bit more. I notice just in talking with a lot of traders through trading masterminds and other things that we get a lot of people like the engineer types in the trading industry because of, I think, the same thing you're saying. They're attracted to it. It's like, it's just a simple formula. It's technical. I just follow this rule. Boom, boom, boom. And it will happen. However, I see those people getting in a lot of trouble because it ends up not being as technical and as simple as the, what they think it's going to be. What type of breakdown would you put between the subconscious, the emotional, the mindset versus the technical? They all play mm -hmm. a part together, but is it like a 30-30-30 split or, you know, like how do you master all of those things at one time? That is so fascinating to me also because along the way, I realized even before I got into trading that I had blocks. And so before I got into trading, I went to T. Harv Eker's Millionaire Mind Intensive and I studied Anthony Robbins and I was learning about hypnosis and NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. And the reason is because I wanted to change myself because I could see that I needed to change. And this really comes up in trading so much. I think that the people who believe that it's a purely a technical thing, you can't explain to them that it's not because they don't consciously realize what they're doing. But if you study psychology or if you look at any of the stuff that's available today, you would have to come to the conclusion that this really is how human beings work. We work based on the subconscious mind. And I have been studying and practicing this stuff for a long time myself, but still, I'm still working on it because I do it to myself and it's not quite as fast and as effective as if you go to someone else and you go to a practitioner and you're doing it with someone. Plus where I live here, there's no one to do it with. And so I have to do it to myself. So I, you know, try to 
do all of these processes, the processes like NLP, hypnosis, and energy psychology and tapping and all these things to try to reprogram my mind to really believe that it's good for me to make money. It's good for me to succeed in trading and business. So what you're saying is people actually are subconsciously setting themselves up for failure and they don't even know it. And it might not even be technically based, but it's a subconscious mindset thing that they don't even know based off their own belief systems. Absolutely. And most of these people, they would deny it. They'd say, it doesn't have anything to do with that. I'm just right. trading. And if you really and honestly look at what people, just look at Anthony Robbins, the most famous personal development coach in the world. He's been teaching NLP for his entire career. So if you start learning NLP or cognitive behavior therapy or hypnosis or any of the different types of energy psychology, I just got this book called Reprogramming the Mind for Success in Business or something. It's got this thing called, I forget, the Remark Method or something. And they all go back to try to reprogram your childhood memories. Hmm. If you're not accepted by your parents subconsciously, that's a threat to your survival. So when your mother has to take care of you because, you know, she loves you and everything, but it's a subconscious thing that if you don't accept the beliefs of your parents, you're alienating yourself from your tribe. And subconsciously, that's always happening. So your parents are saying something and it may just be some little thing and you pick it up. When it's repeated over and over again, we grow up with subconscious beliefs and it affects us for the whole rest of our life. This is really good. I had no idea that we were going to be talking like this today. So, this is excellent. This has gone down a totally different path than what I was thinking, but that's okay. That's actually good. You know, I was actually just having a conversation with my daughter yesterday who is 10. And it wasn't about trading, but it was about thought patterns. And I was trying to explain to her, here's the example I used, and I'm not a brain expert, but I was saying, look, the way that we think, I said, think of if you're in an open field and you see a path, rather than going through the bushes or walking through the weeds, you're going to walk through that path that has been paved. And I said, your mind is the same way. If you have a path of negative thought patterns, you're going to automatically continue that because that's what your mind is used to thinking. And so you want to try to reprogram your mind, start building up positive thinking, positive thought patterns, removing those negative patterns, and you're going to start forming new pathways for your mind to use. And she seemed to grab it. I also took a piece of paper and I folded it and I took a crease. There was the crease in the paper. And I said, see how this, once this has been creased, how that crease is still there. Said those, your thought patterns in your mind are just like that. And you want it to reinforce the positive thinking because really we are a process of how we think. And the battle is truly in our mind and we have to get a handle on that and actually program our own minds. Yeah, very interesting. I mean, I try to balance. I can't strictly talk about subconscious reprogramming because traders, they don't want to hear that. But the technical side and the psychology, most of successful traders and professional traders do say that psychology represents about 80% of the success. I agree. It's probably about 80% comes from your psychology. Yeah. And I would say that for me personally, it took me a long time for success, but the biggest thing was self-destructive habits, you know, doing really dumb things. Like I understood how trading worked really well. 
had understanding of charts and patterns, but I would continually sabotage my own success with just acting really silly. I still do that occasionally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so do I. Yeah. I think it's hard to get rid of. Yeah. But it's good to know what's causing it so that you can be aware of it and then you can think, okay, why did I do that? So after you learn some of these techniques, you know, I would just all the time now I'm thinking, why do I feel angry right now? Why do I feel stress? And then you try to look back and try to think, why is that? And then you can learn to uncover the core belief that's causing it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I actually had a major meltdown a couple of weeks ago where I was like two points away from hitting a take profit. And then the market had a massive reverse. And I was just so upset. I did something really stupid. I went in the opposite direction and then I didn't even manage my risk. And the loss was like five times bigger than what it should have been because I was emotionally responding. <laughs> yeah, I have found that I had to become honest with myself too, that there is a habit that I keep on doing. And I have to ask myself, why do I keep doing that? And things like entering at the end of a trend without using a stop loss so that if it goes a little bit further, you know, I'll still be in. And then it, it will turn after I get in. And I realize that the reason people do that is because they have a belief that making a mistake is bad. Because this is what we were taught mm -hmm. as children. And entrepreneurs like Ray Dalio, a super successful hedge fund managers, will say that making mistakes is great. Right. That's how we become successful. But we believe that it's bad. And so we will do anything to try to not be wrong. And so that would override what we could do to just take a loss and then take another trade. Instead of taking the loss, we want to make sure that we're right. Yeah. Plus, I hate taking losses because it means losing money. <laughs> but the yeah. thing is, if you move your stop, then you're going to lose even more. That's the problem. Yeah. That, yeah. People, are, you got to look at the whole big picture. Mark Douglas Trading in Zone has some very good insights that cover that really well. Yes, How to for sure. How accept the risk and that when you enter a trade, you don't know what's going to happen. So it doesn't matter. You just enter it and then whatever happens, happens. Right. Yeah. This is good. Yeah, I can tell you're a reader too because you've mentioned a lot of the same books that I've read and I'm always reading. So <laughs> that's oh, another secret to my success. Keep on learning and growing. Introducing the Finance and Markets Newsletter, a unique type of newsletter designed to inspire you to make sound financial decisions. Stories of successful people who overcame tremendous struggles will impress and motivate you to never give up on your financial and personal lives. Sign up today and get the inspiration you need. Go to the link in this episode's description to subscribe. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk with you about your strategy. So you're trading the Forex market. How do you trade and what is your trading strategy on how you trade things? That's another good question. And I really hesitate to want to put a label on what it is that I do because I found that when you attach a label, people will say, oh, I know that. I had that like a course in college or something. You say, Fibonacci. Oh, I had that. Or if you say Elliott Wade, people say, all right, that doesn't work. I already experienced that that doesn't work. So what happened to me was that 
you know, I was living in Seattle and I was in real estate. And then I got completely into trading and I started having good results. And I sold my last house and decided that I was just going to move away from Seattle because of the constant cloud and rain that it causes this sand. Ad syndrome for nine months of the year. It's always raining. And so I moved to Santa Fe, New Mexico, and I was taking all these different courses. There used to be this thing like Netflix for traders. And I think the guy who ran this thing had a collection of seminars on CD from the 80s and 90s. And I started learning like real seminar with Tom DeMarc and all these different people. A lot of them I hadn't even heard of before. And I started realizing that when you look at Forex trading courses, they're all hyped up. You know, they're always saying like, I have this turbo vengeance dominating thing. And it will just be like some basic thing, like two moving averages crossing or something. But when you look at the stuff that came up was before Forex, because Forex only became available as a spot retail market in 1996 or 97. So there was a lot of people who were trading before that and the methods that work still work. So I started learning more and more things. And when I got to Santa Fe, New Mexico, I had this course from a guy named Robert Miner. And I took some courses from Robert Prechter and Elliott Wave International. And I used to take my laptop and go to some beautiful place in Santa Fe. And there were art galleries and adobe buildings and chili, dried chili hanging on the front of every house. It was just so beautiful. And the food was just heaven for me. The enchilada sauce and stuff. I just was in a, like I was in heaven because it, it was so magical. So I take my laptop every day or I go to the university library or something and was learning this material from Robert Miner and something began to click because then I started to see this is how markets work. So although I hesitate to use this label, the thing that really opened my eyes was learning about Elliott Wave. And sometimes when you learn Elliott Wave, it can decrease your number of winning trades. And then you have to learn the next step. So what I did was I learned additional steps that I developed myself that a lot of people don't know. In fact, most of it, I think no one has ever showed that I've ever seen. And I can tell if the market is going to turn or retrace or continue. And a big part of how I do that is by adjusting the frequency, which is to look at all the time frames in even in the eight hour, 12 hour, six hour, three hour, as I'm looking up and down with adjusting frequencies, you'll get to a frequency where you can actually see that's where the market formed a pattern. A lot of people had been trained to look only at the standard time frames, and they weren't able to see the patterns. So adjusting the frequency was one of the things that enabled me to see more of the patterns that people weren't seeing, and then comparing correlated pairs together. When you get familiar with correlated pairs, not necessarily that they're correlated in the sense that they move this percentage the same or something, but if you just look at all the pound pairs, all the euro pairs, all the dollar pairs, 
and look at them together, you will see, so that's what the dollar is doing against all the other currencies. And then when you look at them side by side, you can see sometimes a distortion in a pattern because like four of them look this way, but one of them looks this way. So when you're looking at them together, suddenly you have new insight that you couldn't see before. So all the people that said Elliott Wave doesn't work, they had been taught also to focus on counting things. One, two, three, four, four, five. And to me, it has very little to do with counting things. It's just seeing where there is a trend and seeing where there is a correction and then developing the skill of identifying the point where there's an end of a trend or an end of a correction. And we can do that on all time frames and do it over and over again. This is where it just really breaks through and people can start getting consistent results because they're actually seeing what the market is doing. So what I would just say, I'm reading charts, but I'm reading the patterns that the market forms. Some people might look at the pattern and call it Elliott wave, or some people might call it wolf wave or chaos theory, whatever they're calling it, it's not changing it. It's still the same. So if you're seeing what the market is doing, it doesn't matter what we call it. It just matters whether we can see what the market is doing, whether it's forming a trend, whether it's ending a trend or forming a correction. So when you're doing your analysis, you're really looking for a correction or a new trend to develop or a continuation of a trend. It sounded kind of complicated the way you broke it out because you're looking at a lot of different time frames and a lot of different pairs and you're looking at Elliott Wave and different patterns and frequencies. Do you have any tools that you're using that helps you identify those? It definitely sounds more complicated than it really is because it's really just a matter of looking at the chart. And as I'm looking at it, it may just kind of go up and down a little bit in the time frames. And like if you're on the one hour time frame, and then you go to the two-hour time frame, nothing disappears. It's still there. You go down to the 30-minute, nothing disappears there. It's, just, it's still there. So you're just kind of seeing it, and you can see it a little bit better. So I don't really use a lot of software or special indicators or anything, but I just kind of focus on looking at the chart and reading it, and it's not really that complicated. It may sound complicated, but when you see it, you'll see what I'm talking about because you're just looking at a chart. And if you see the shape of a trend, you recognize it. And when you can identify the end of a trend, there's a certain phenomenon that happens at the end of a trend. And you might think that you see an end of a trend and then later it continues another time. And then you look back at it in hindsight and then reanalyze it. But how much does that affect your trading? is what right. is important. Yeah. Well, you know, Scott, this has been uh, truly valuable. So thank you. <laughs> There's been a lot of good information for the person that's listening and is trying to row as a trader. You've really shared a lot of great stuff. So thank you for doing that today. It's always a lot of fun to talk with other people about trading because we are so passionate about what we do. And a lot of times we don't really have people 
who would talk to us in the family or like, they don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, no, the, yeah, pretty rare to be honest. Yeah, that's funny. I try to talk to my wife and this glaze comes over her eyes. Oh, she's not listening. No, my <laughs> wife won't even let me say one word. Okay, well, so how can people get a hold of you and find out what you're doing? You're trading mastermind. Is there anything that you are offering or anything that they can get more information about you and what you're doing? Well, if you do go to tradingmastermind.com, we do have a free professional traders course that includes a whole series of videos so that people can start to learn about trading without having to invest any money. And if it seems like something that they would like to learn more about, then you can learn about joining our community and our live daily trading sessions and all of our online training courses, which we have vast amount of videos from years and years of collecting videos from people in the community and from myself. And I do live trading every day, at least twice a day. And that's why I just finished the New York session. So none of the stuff that I'm teaching is about seeing things in hindsight. We're seeing it and if I get in a trade and it doesn't work out, then we're all going to see that. And mm -hmm. the same with anyone else, because a lot of times people might share, I think that there's an entry on this pair. And then we can all look at it and say, well, I see what you mean, but I disagree that there's an entry right now because of this. And so these things really help to accelerate the path of development because it can take years and years and years and years to develop skill. If there's anything that could accelerate it and make it happen faster, I would say it would be working together in a live setting where people who are doing it are sharing what it is they're doing and describing what it is that they're seeing, showing it to people. So, yeah, we do have a free professional traders course, and we do have also a live trading community and a vast professional training course consisting of online videos and daily training. Okay. And that's available at tradingmastermind.com, right? Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I recommend for everybody that's listening to this to go check it out, especially if you want to get some help and learn from Scott, who's taken a lot of effort and a lot of time and a lot of years studying the markets and learn from his knowledge and from the community that he's built. So I recommend you guys go do that. Very valuable resource. So thanks for putting that together, Scott. And thank you again so much for being on the show today. I uh, have really benefited a lot and you've benefited our community. So for that, we thank you. Thank you. I really enjoyed this myself and look forward to getting to know you better. And maybe I'll do a podcast of you sometime. Uh, I'd love that. <laughs> so that you can be on the other side of being interviewed and I can hear your story. Awesome. Okay, excellent. Well, that's it for today's episode. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, again, make sure you guys check out Scott at TradingMastermind.com. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave a review. That helps us get our ratings out and let other people know about what we're doing. But until next time, you've been listening to How to Trade It. Thanks for listening to the How to Trade It podcast. Our mission is to help you create security in the markets. If you have a question you want me to ask my guests or a specific question you have for me, please email me at 
podcasttradingstrategyguides.com. I answer every email I get because this show is about helping you learn how to trade it. So again, please reach me at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another insightful episode of How to Trade It with Casey Stubbs. We hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring. Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one, and your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Keep listening, keep learning, and keep trading your way to victory. Until next time. Mm-hmm.